0: Wednesday, I'm Emily,
1: I'm Jonathan, and I'm Todd,
0: and we're going to continue with our week of spacey franchises made into board games with the other massive space franchise that is not Star Wars, uh, Star Trek.
1: (laughs) Star Trek. I really wanted to be Mr. Spock when I was six years old. That series was very, very special to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching all the episodes on a Saturday afternoon uh, in my little farm in Quebec. <laughs> it's not a metaphor. I actually lived on a farm in Quebec. Um, yeah, it's it's such a great series. And um, some of the games that they've come up with for Star Trek are, are amazing.
0: I have never seen a single episode of Star Trek.
2: Oh, great. Okay.
1: I have an
0: embarrassment.
1: Know. <laughs> Is it was it lack of interest or it just never happened to come up? Just
0: never like came up.
1: Does the idea of like a sort of a, a, an optimistic sort of space future where humanity's got its act together and now we're exploring space and going all over the place and doing awesome stuff just to have no appeal? Seems kind of boring. Or
0: I think it's just like too fantasy for me. You know, too unrealistic. Hmm. Optimistic space conquest in the near future with equal representation and
1: well <laughs> granted it's uh, in some ways a bit farther fetched than Star Wars with its space wizards and, <laughs> and space naval combat yeah. and stuff but
0: uh, no yeah I mean conceptually Star Trek is right up my alley it just never sort of happened hmm. right. and it's All to the things. point where it's almost more fun of a talking point <laughs> I've you know, had better conversations about the fact that I haven't seen Star Trek than conversation I could have about Star Trek you know Right. Fair enough.
1: It's multifarious, too. I mean, Star Trek is big enough and incorporates enough different sort of takes mm-hmm. on it that it's, it's, uh, it's very versatile. There's a lot you can do with that. If you're going to design a Star Trek game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you've got a very big canvas to work with.
0: So what are your favorite Star Trek board games?
1: Oh, Star Trek Panic, no question. We did an episode about that a little while ago, and Steve still hasn't put a copy in the library, even though he should short version it's a cooperative game and it's very very silly and it's got the original cast you know there's Leonard Nimoy there's Nichelle Nichols there's William Shatner you can be the crew and you're protecting this awesome cardboard enterprise from an endless wave after wave of Klingons and Romulans. and so on meanwhile you have to do silly missions that involve George Takei taking his shirt off and Ricardo <laughs> Montalban showing up in a giant space amoeba threatening to engulf the ship oh yeah, is, so it, is it just
2: a retheme of of Castle Panic? No, they they, or? they
1: did add more stuff. Okay. Uh, there's unique character abilities. Uh, you can actually maneuver the Enterprise. The missions are new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's simultaneously sillier and more panicky. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I I adore it. And you kind of have to have the original series uh, music going on in the background, particularly the intense
2: moments. Nice type of thing happening. It's it's. Uh, I love it so much <laughs> um, I uh, think I have mentioned this the last time I was on the podcast a long time ago but I hate Catan I hate it with a passion okay uh, however I own Star Trek Catan and I will why? happily play it I don't know it's why it's just a straight up reskin I dude I know it doesn't make any sense it's completely <laughs> illogical but I would rather trade dilithium than sheep <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I don't know why the the whole look of the game uh, uh, I buy into it more. I, I still don't love the game, but I will play it. Unlike Starfarers of Catan, you know what? When we did the Catanathon <laughs> and we played Starfarers, I actually preferred it. Wow, that's how I much you did, hate Catan. That's how much I hate Catan. <laughs>
1: that's a lot of Catan hate right now, there. Now,
2: one thing I really want to try is that they've made a um, a a special board for Star Trek Catan that Mm. matches the star charts that uh, uh, Kirk has in his his room and uh, apparently it's a much more interesting version of Catan so I, I need to pick those up at some point
1: yeah, the uh, the idea of exploring strange new worlds and discovering new life and new civilizations is kind of hard to do in a board game because there has to be content that you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Star Trek Panic is just a horrible things are going wrong. Oh, God, let's protect the ship. Um, whereas something like uh, Catan is just, well, here's this galaxy where resources are going to appear. We're going to collect stuff and use them to build stuff.
2: Yeah. Now, if you want a really good Star Trek experience and you're willing to commit, Star Trek Fleet Captains is amazing.
1: Fleet Captains. That was um, that was Mike Elliott did that one for WizKids. There were some yeah. problems with production on that one, is that what I call it? There them. were. There Huge, was... expensive game and some of the components weren't great, but the content was fantastic. From
2: Absolutely fantastic. Um It feels like you're playing through a season of the original series. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Now, one of the the weird things about it is it has ships from all of the different series, so you might have the original Enterprise with the Defiant, uh, but... Hey, that
1: happened in one of the episodes. It
2: did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's fantastic. You move your ships around, exploring new territories. You have missions that are scientific-based, some that are diplomacy-based, some that are warfare-based. So you could spend your entire game simply amassing victory points by exploration and um, and diplomacy and never get into one fight and win the game. Hmm. Or you could be the Klingons and just go around trying to <laughs> beat everyone with a bat lap.
1: Can, can the Klingons actually win? Win by being diplomatic and scientific and stuff. Or they can. They... Okay, cool.
2: They can. So you yeah. can
1: chart a different course. You really Empire. can. Yeah. Okay. Now the important question: Can I be the Cardassians?
2: You can with the expansion. So okay. they have a couple of different expansions. Uh, I believe there's a, a Dominion Cardassian mm-hmm. expansion, and then there's a Romulan expansion. I'm not sure there's another faction in that box, but um, I have the base game. Uh, I've I've played it on, on a number of occasions, and it's been. It's been very thematic. It's one of those those experience games where you nice. play it and you remember the story that you've crafted even years later. As opposed to something like Catan where you're like, oh, I traded some dilithium for <laughs> wood.
0: Space <laughs> shape
2: For space <laughs> shape.
0: Uh, so the only two Star Trek games that I've heard of and even like glanced at the box of were um, Star Trek Expeditions and Attack Wing.
2: Expeditions was the Kinesia uh, co-op, wasn't it?
1: It was. Ryder Kinesia designed that yeah. one, and it was interesting, I thought. It had a picture of Chris Pine on the cover, which for me was an instant pass. Mm-hmm. But um, You hate the new Star Treks as the well? J- the JJ-verse can just yes, die in a fire. Die in a giant thing. fire. I hate it, just, I hate it, I hate it. But um, the, the, the game itself actually played more like an episode of Next Generation. It was a yeah. fully—it was a fully cooperative game. Everybody's on the same side. You all win, or you all lose. There's this planet that wants to join the federation, but they've got this weird sort of uh, political upheaval going on also the Klingons are leaning on them to convince them to join the Klingon Empire also they've got an ecological catastrophe going on so uh, the Enterprise is up in orbit, there's also a Klingon warship in orbit which is more powerful than the Enterprise and it starts moving slowly closer as the game moves on, you you beam down to the planet you explore, you try to find the bits you need to advance the plot, and there's the score tracker, which is kind of interesting uh, there's there's three tracks on it which might as well be labeled, this is the A plot, this is the B plot this is the C (laughs) plot, it's structured like an episode of the show yeah and uh, at the end, then, depending on how far you've advanced each of these three plots, you're, that, that's how you're scored. So <clears throat> maybe you end up with a sort of a bittersweet ending, like what happen a lot of Next Generation episodes, where, uh, you know, you've, 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 st- you've saved the ecological catastrophe, and they're not going to join the Klingons, but they've also, disp- but Civil War ravages the population, and they sort of come to a realization that they're not ready to join the intergalactic community yet, and mm-hmm. the Enterprise has to leave. And that, 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 I thought that was really cool and really interesting. The problem is the game itself wound up feeling like less than the sum of its parts. Mm. The, the systems were fairly simple, mm-hmm. but um, it just felt like pushing pieces around, and it didn't have that sort of sense of drama that it was clearly going for.
2: Oh, I only played it once, and I remember enjoying it. Mm. Um, it, it. One of the things I liked about it was it was fairly light, so it was something that mm-hmm. I, could, I could get non-gamers to play. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice that when I played. But I like I said, I only played it the once. So right.
1: the um, the other thing about it is that it clearly appeared to be modular. It was. It looked an awful lot like this was a game that they were trying. That they were they were hoping to make additional episodes for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Certainly, which is a shame because I would have liked to have seen those episodes. Uh, the individual plot things that happen—it's like you know the the crewmate who beams in here is now uh, the target of the amorous advances of one of the planetary dignitaries. And it's like, oh, okay, uh, you you can't leave this space until you deal with this person, and it'll cause a <laughs> scandal if people find out that there's this involvement. Um, there, there there were those fun you know Star Trek moments in it. And yet, somehow, it didn't seem to quite come together, and I couldn't really articulate why that was. I'm not sure.
2: They came up with, I, I believe, one expansion or two expansions. Yeah, it's like it, characters. It, it,
1: exactly. It, it's, it just added uh, Chekhov, Sulu, and Scotty. Right. So you have the four, the full cast of seven, but you still couldn't have more than four players, and you still didn't get any new plot elements, any new story stuff, mm. which is really what I wanted. Then you talk about Tackling. You mentioned that on uh, back on Monday, because that was just X-wing miniatures, but with Star Trek There's, ships in it and they were badly painted. <laughs>
2: they were badly painted which is a shame because it, one of the interesting things about, about it was it was a little easier to get more stuff on your ship I found. Mm. Uh, you played with uh, with fewer ships and um, it was easier to have more captains and more crews and things so the uh, yeah, It's about the it loadout of your
1: smaller number of ships and figuring yeah. that around not quite so much uh, deciding how many of this and how many of that type of little ship to bring with.
2: Yeah, so it was a little bit more each ship was a little more personalized than X-Wing can be um, and it was still a very good game. It's just the ships were so ugly. It's
1: an issue. And the other thing, too, is I think when you talk about franchises, Star Trek is kind of behind the eight ball you know, compared to Star Wars. Because Star Wars, I mean, it's, it's there in the title. Mm-hmm. You know, There's going to be stuff blowing up. Mm-hmm. And these are the kinds of things that lend themselves easily to game design. Whereas exploring strange new worlds and mm-hmm. discovering new life and new civilizations that's something that's much, much harder to do. I mean, think of what it takes to make an adventure game. You'd need, like, a Tales of the Arabian Nights
2: style thing uh, to make that properly work. Which brings us back to the old Star Trek adventure game from, I believe it was from FASA Games back in the 80s. Which was uh, basically Tales of the Arabian Nights in Space.
1: And I really, really need to play that sometime. So do I. It seems like the Star Trek game that I've really been wanting.
2: We have a copy in the archives, and every time I go down there, I crack open its it's it's old cardboard box and flip through its pages and look at its little uh, cardboard counters. that are so terrible, but so evocative of that style of game. Mm-hmm. I desperately want to play it. What would
1: it take to get you to play a Star Trek game?
0: Asking nicely. Oh, I mean, I'm not I'm not opposed to Star Trek. I have nothing against Star Trek. I respect it as part of the kind of like the cultural canon mm. for of, of the world. Uh, I just never got around to watching any of it. I'm not protesting it. I'm not boycotting it. I just, we should strap um, you to a
1: chair clockwork orange style and sort of mainline a whole bunch of this.
0: It'll happen eventually. You know? I, have, I have the whole rest of my life to watch Star Trek. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. reason why I wouldn't play a Star Trek game. The only reason I haven't played any so far is because no one's put one in front of me. You know?
1: Like, We're going to have to fix that don't sometime. You only
0: really reach yeah. for themed games of themes you're unfamiliar with. Right? It's true. The
1: whole point of a themed game is because it gives you an in. Mm-hmm. You know, these are characters you recognize, this is a story that you can get into right away. And uh, yeah, if you're not familiar with the theme, that's not going to do its thing. So Friday, we're going to get into some of the more obscure licenses, things that are probably less well-known than Star Trek and Star Wars, but nonetheless have a very intense and devoted fan base, you know, more niche type of things, and questions of what sort of games can you create with those. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>